Let's move right along. Um, my, for those who don't know, uh, my name is Scott. I'm one of the pastors here at the Vineyard. And um, for those who are visiting, I see some folks from the Guelph area. Good to have you here. <clears throat> Good to have you here. Welcome. Uh, what else? Let's see. So, here's the thing. When I was 18, just turned 18, finished, I had finished grade 12, did not want to do 13, grade 13. Um, remember that? Grade 13. Did not want to do that, and I was hired by the Toronto Police Force as a police cadet. At 18, gave me a uniform, didn't give me any weapons, right? Because as a cadet, you don't get weapons, <laughs> right? But giving keys to a cruiser, or well, it was sort of a reasonable facsimile of a cruiser, and told to go get parking tickets and, and the like. And uh, you wonder, wow. Why would they do that? Like, when I think back now, what were they thinking? Like, are they insane? And then at 21, at age 21, then they give you the gun and the badge. And, and, and it's like, really? <laughs> but I thought, but I was full of confidence. That was the thing. And they were, but they were, see, what they were doing is bringing up people who were younger because it was a young person's game, the policing was. It wasn't for the older people, right? And so they were training us up. And that has to be the same, that's at the same everywhere in the world, actually. And especially it's important in the church. It's important that the seasoned dogs like us, like me, doesn't stay in the place of, it has to be about my way. Because when you think back to the future, who moves? Who, cha- who brings the change into the world? It's the young, young generation. Young generation is always bringing the, the change. When the whole thing of the Jesus people back in the 70s and Maranatha music and the whole shift, that was the young crew that was doing it. It was the old, it was the old stodgies that were going, those choruses. Right? There's no meat to them. We have to have the hymns. And the honest young were like, no, actually we don't. And there's something about youth that is so important. And I've been praying, you know, as uh, two years from now I'll be retired. And, w- you know, we are, we need to have change because life is about change. It's always changing. And uh, there was a few months back, we had, Tab had put uh, Jaden Lakatus up here to host, and uh, and there was something there was something that I noticed about him that was like it was just it was one of those things where you go, huh, you know? And there's a few of the young adults that you go, huh, yeah. I don't know if you've had this for you, yourself before, where you've experienced there's something there. You can't put your finger on it, but you just you go, something's there. Right? So, you know, you pray about it, and it's like, I think there is something there. And I, I, you know, I I heard him a second time. We started to chat. And so, as we were preparing for the summer, we were going to have, we have a number of uh, different people going to be teaching. Jaden's name just kept coming back. Right? And so, I've been working with him a little bit over the past few weeks, and he's going to bring the teaching today. Now, here, here, now here's something I, I, want, I want you to understand. I want you to understand this, okay? Our young people, our young adults, God uses them to speak to us, 
to honor Jaden, it's not about, okay, Jaden, this is cute, have you up here and bring the teaching. To honor Jaden, to honor God's word, just part of worship is honoring what the Lord says to us, what the Lord has to say to us. And the Lord will speak through the younger people, through the young adults, because they're current. I'm not in Jaden's world. I can't, I can't relate to gaming. I can't, I, I, I'm, I'm just trying to keep up with social media. <laughs> That's like, that leaves me in the dust, right? He sees the world differently, but he has this love and this passion for Jesus. So there is, you know, I've worked with him last night. I was sitting there. He was up here because the deal was, you're going to preach to me. I want to hear before you get up. <laughs> right? And because I want to see, I want to help, I want to coach, I want to train. So, Jade, come on up. It's all yours. Thank you. That was quite the introduction, eh? This Jane guy must be pretty cool. I think so. <laughs> so if you didn't know, we're doing a little series where we take these people from the Bible, these heroes of the Bible, allegedly, and we come, break them down, and realize that they were just like us, right? They were humans. They still had flaws. But in these flaws, they choose to rely on faith and rely on God. And God still uses them in the midst of their humanity, right? Well, we all get scared, right? Always. Anxiety seems like a very normal aspect of our lives. Honestly, sometimes it seems like it was the story of my life. <laughs> you know, like, it was something I really struggled with, especially in, like, earlier years, even, like, past couple months, right? I feel like I, I would talk to someone, and I couldn't leave the conversation without perpetually sweating, if that's the right word. <laughs> And like even with this message and being up here today, like <laughs> a lot of the time when there's change in our lives, we get scared. Like that's a natural human reaction. I believe that there will always be some sort of anxiety when we step out of our comfort zone, but that's why it's so important, right? I remember I would have really intense moments where I'd just come back and I would just like come back home and I'd be like, why am I letting this, why am I letting my anxiety, letting my feelings affect me so much? God, like, give me something. Give me something I can rely on. Give me, give me a verse that I could just read over myself. And before I even came up with Joshua, that's what this is about. It's going to be Joshua. Um, God told me, Joshua 1.9. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. If it wasn't for that verse, I wouldn't be standing up here right now. That is, I guarantee you. There'd be moments in my head, and just even at Urban Hope, when my mom would like make me sh teach a short message, in my head, I'm just repeating that to myself over and over again. Anxiety and fear does not exist in the kingdom of heaven at all. That is a natural response that we carry. It's not given to us by him. Which is why... In that fear, we go to him. 
Now, another point I want to make is uh, the jump from following to leading is pretty, pretty detrimental no matter how, how prepared you are. No matter how prepared you are, going from following to leadership is, always comes with some sort of pressure. I remember like when we do these walks downtown with my mom with Urban Hope. And I know I've been to a lot of them. I know, I know the whole song and dance. So we pray, we walk around. But the second my mom would say, you're going to lead these group of people. I know what I'm doing. I've done it a bunch of times. But the second she says lead, they're looking at me. They're following me. Right? Anyway, I think Joshua is a really good example of this. From following to leading, that is. So if you didn't know, Joshua was called by God to lead the Israelites into the promised land for another 40 years. Imagine that. 80 years in the desert. I couldn't do it. That's for sure. And how was Josh prepared? There's a couple things that happened before his leadership that kind of like foreshadowed him moving into that position, right? And one thing that I think carried it was his intimacy with God. Now, in Exodus... Man, these kids in their phone, eh? In Exodus 33, 8 to 11, it says, And whenever Moses went out to the tent... All the people stood and rose at the entrances to their tent, watching Moses as, until he entered the tent. There's a lot of tents. As Moses went into the tent, the pillar of cloud would come down and stay at the entrance while the Lord spoke with Moses. Whenever the people saw the pillar of cloud standing at the entrance of the tent, they all stood and worshipped. Each at the entrance to their tent, the Lord would speak to Moses face to face as one would speaks to a friend. But his young aide, Joshua, son of Nun, did not leave the tent. Now, what does this imply, Jaden? Wow, good question. This implies that we don't know if Joshua was in the tent at all. We don't know if he actually talked to God face to face. But we do know that Joshua knew the presence of God and he did not want to leave it. He was a, he was a person that knew God's presence. And this um, intimacy with God can change. Like It's very different for the individual, right? For all of us, it'll look differently. But I believe if you just set time apart to want to spend time with God as a friend, that's when intimacy grows. And Joshua had that. Because in like my life, intimacy is just as simple as like laying down in silence, being like, God, this time's for you. And I just sit there. Sometimes I feel nothing. Sometimes I hear nothing. But the fact that I sacrificed my time to want to spend time with a friend, that builds intimacy. That builds relationship with anyone. It's the presence, right? This relationship Joshua had with God was the key to Israel's success, which I'll get into more. Joshua, allegedly, also had military experience while in Egypt before Moses set them free. So... Having that foundation also is another very good stepping stone he has to all the land they had to take in the promised land. God also told Moses to choose Joshua and more specifically said, you shall invest in him with some of your authority so that all the people of Israel will obey. When Moses sent spies into the promised land before Joshua's leadership, Joshua and Caleb were the only out of the twelve 
that stayed faithful to what God said. All the other spies were like, oh, we can't do this. Complain, complain, complain. Besides Joshua and Caleb, and they were rewarded. They, were, they stayed faithful to what God promised them. Now, when you see all this, he, Joshua's the perfect man for this job. He was, and you could tell because God chose him, right? But still, God constantly had to remind him, do not be afraid. This implies that he was scared. The scripture said that he was timid. And know what? Of course, of course he was scared. It was Moses. And a takeover for Moses. You know that guy? (laughs) In some translations, uh, the author of the book of Joshua appoints Joshua as the new Moses. And just think about that. The new Moses, the guy who set, split the Red Sea and like saved all these people from Egypt. In Numbers 12.3, it says, Now Moses was a very humble man, more humble than anyone else on the face of the earth. You have to take, you have to replace that guy? Dude, dude I have, I'd be peeing my pants. Now, when we look at Joshua's situation, another 40 years of grumbling Israelites and in his fear and timidness, even what all seemed to be like unwittable battles with all the odds against him, he chose to still walk in faith. And he chose in this fear that we all carry naturally to rely on God. Now, there was a lot of battles that Joshua led. The most important, that kind of set the stage, are Jericho and AI. Now, in this time, I would like to show a very, very, very funny video that I picked up that will be showing up here very shortly, I think. Oh! What are you doing? We're going to knock your wall down. By walking around in circles? Yes. It's not because we're crazy or anything. Our God told us to do it this way. Oh, that's a great idea. You go ahead and keep walking. Keep walking. But you will knock down our wall. Keep walking. But she isn't gonna fall. It's plain to see. Your brains are very small to think walking. We'll be knocking down our wall. You silly little peas! You think that walking around will bring this city to its knees? The awesome powers of this wall we've clearly demonstrated! Ah! But out here in the hot, hot sun, perhaps you're dehydrated? Ah, pity them, Philippe! Ah, may we, Jean-Claude, may we! Won't you join me in my irritating little song? It would be an honor. Keep walking, but you will knock down our wall. Keep walking, <laughs> but she isn't gonna fall. It's plain to see, your brains are very small to think walking. We'll be knocking down our wall. Keep walking, <laughs> but you will knock down our wall. Keep walking, <laughs> but she isn't gonna fall. It's plain to see, your brains are very small to think walking. We'll be knocking down our wall. It's plain to
Double time! Well, it wasn't a pretty sight, but the Israelites did make it all the way around Jericho. Awesome. Now, why did I want to show that? Because it's funny. <laughs> but um, what Joshua did in Jericho was pretty. I showed that to show the humiliation they went through and the specific instructions that, jo- that God told Joshua, right? Walk around the city for seven days and blow some measly trumpets and their, their entire city will come down. And they, they were humiliated for it. I mean, that was the children's version of them being humiliated. Think about how it was back then. It, it was not easy, I would imagine. But no, Joshua stayed true to it. Like, this is what God told us to do, and we are going to do it, right? And since he was faithful, specifically faithful, seven days, specifically faithful, it fell down. It worked. God, God fulfilled his promise. Now, when I say specifically faithful, it's because... Why, why wasn't Moses allowed in the promised land? He wasn't specifically faithful. He kicked the rock instead of talking to it. He didn't follow the exact instructions that God gave him. And I bet Joshua looked at that and learned from it, definitely. Now, after the fall of Jericho, God also told Joshua that none of the plunder and desires, gold, you know, Stuff like that shall be taken, for they are, they are cursed. They aren't. God just told them not to say, take it, right? And this one Israelite named Achan took some. It was a robe and some gold and hidden under his tent. And because of that, the next battle against Ai, it was the only battle that Israel lost. And in this failure of Israel... Joshua's probably terrified again, but guess what, he, guess what he does? You see him, there's like, a chap, there's like a couple verses of him just crying out to God. He was scared. What's the first thing he does? Cries out to God. He doesn't try to hide it. He doesn't try and figure it out for himself. He cries out to God, and God tells him how to deal with it. It's just kind of crazy to think that the sin of one person... When Joshua so heavily relied on God in Jericho, God's promise was fulfilled. But when Achan relied on his own desires, that one sin caused death of the Israelites. That one person's sin caused the failure of the Israelites. Joshua also encountered this big warrior angel guy. (laughs) And... It, in some translations, it, it says he's an angel from God, angel of warrior sent from God, right? And Joshua asks, are you for us or for our enemies? And this angel says, neither. This implies that this warrior was for the will of God, not for the victory of certain people. Because God knows what's best. His will will be done through us. It's not about... Us or the individual, you know? Now, when the Israelites go to... There's a lot of war in Joshua's story. And when the Israelites go to war, which is a lot, it always seems like the Israelites are outnumbered because they are. (laughs) When Israel and the Gibeonites made peace, the rest of the surrounding cities joined forces and came to attack them at once. 
And you see, you see God remind Joshua again, do not be afraid. I have given you a promise, and if you remain faithful to me, I will fulfill it. I do not be afraid. I've given you this land. They won't withstand you. And Joshua remained faithful. So yeah, they took victory again. And in Joshua 10, 12, it says, On the day the Lord gave the Amorites over to Israel, Joshua said to the Lord in the presence of Israel, Son, stand over Gibeon, and you, moon over the valley of Ajalon. So the sun stood and the moon stopped, till the nation avenged itself on its enemies. As it is written in the book of Jashar, the sun stopped in the middle of the sky and delayed going down about a full day. There has never been a day like it before or since, a day when the Lord listened to a human being. Surely the Lord was fighting for Israel. Now, there's just one verse, I think, in Hebrews where it says, go to, the, go to the throne of God with boldness. And that's what Joshua does here, right? And just that, just that part, there has never been a day like it before or since, a day when the Lord listened to a human being. This also implies that Joshua's relationship with God was so deep. It was so evolved. It was like they were working together. He wasn't just serving him. He was loving him. It was a back and forth. It was a companionship. We serve a God, yes, but there's a difference between a server and a lover. We are called to love God and work in relationship with him, and that's what Josh does. Joshua 23, 14. Now I'm about to go the way of all the earth. You know with all your heart and soul that not one of the good promises of the Lord your God gave you has failed. Every promise has been fulfilled. Not one has failed. And Joshua 24, 14. Now fear the Lord and serve him with all faithfulness. Throw away the gods your ancestors worship beyond the Urophite River and in Egypt and serve the Lord. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourself this day whom you will serve, whether the gods of your ancestors serve beyond the Urophites or the God of the Amorites whose land you are living. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Now, I love how these two verses go hand in hand because this is basically Joshua saying, you know that God fulfilled our promises. You know that he is good. You, he, we beat the odds. Like what seemed to be 100 times. Everything was against them. God has proven himself to be good, so choose who you're going to serve today. But in this house, we will serve God. Amen. Just as God fulfilled his promises to Joshua, he will fulfill his promises to us. When we remain faithful to God, he fulfills his promises against all odds. We constantly see Joshua in fear or in timidness, and he just chooses to God, I don't, know what, I don't know what to do. He goes to him every single time. In fear, that brings us to God. So in our times in fear and anxiety, go to God in relationship, as a friend. And to know not to be afraid and to be strong and courageous and know that he is with you. You don't walk for God. I mean, you do. But you also walk with him. He's with you. You do that journey together. It's not even walking towards him. He's with you. 
And having that mentality builds intimacy, builds relationship. And that is what is so important. Now, well, I mean, you could always say now more than ever with that. But (laughs) in loving God, that's how we find our identity. That's how Joshua became a warrior. That was his identity in God as a lover. Joshua was courageous with his intimacy with God. Not on his own. On his own, he was afraid, right? We don't serve a God in hopes of his love, but when we live in his love, through that we serve him. It's an I get to, not an I have to, right? But yeah, so I'm just going to pray now. God, I pray that we will know intimacy with you. I pray that you put hunger in everyone's heart here today to want to know you more than just a God, but just as a friend, right? And that you're with us, that you're with us by our side and more than someone that we have to please because that, we don't have to please him for your love. Your love's already for us in fullness. You are love. Every inch of your being is love. And that is for us, no matter what we go through, what humanity we live in. I pray that we want to know you as a companion. And that in our times of need, we will know that you know what's best. And that we know that we don't have to understand everything. Because you do. That we come to you as a child and we know that you will take care of us in the midst of our worldly life that is full of ups and downs, but we remain faithful to you and we want to please you out of love, not for your love, but out of love. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.